the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Registered representative offering securities and advisory services. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management. Group. Bob Jones is an employee of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and affiliated with Satira. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Well, how about that? Time for another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show, and he is in studio with us right now. You can see him on live YouTube if you'd like to at LarryRosenthal.tv. But we are live and just about everywhere in the United States, aren't we, Larry, today? This is true, Chris, and good morning to you. How are you today? Good, good, good morning. Good. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal's show. You can check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv. Follow us on YouTube at LarryRosenthal.tv. Um, you know, hey, it's Open Mic Saturday, right? I love Open Mic uh, Saturday. Yep, absolutely. Do you know what that means? That means... Any questions at all, give us a ring today at 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123 with any questions on the stock market, on fair ched, uh, fair, fair chairman, Fed chairman, excuse me, got my tongue tangled there, uh, Jerome Powell. On his Is he uh, fair? Is he fair or not fair? Yep, out of Jackson Hole. We're going to break that down today and unpack that, you know, and uh, just take a look at where things are. This is part of the process. We'll get through that. But give us a ring with any questions at all, retirement planning, taxes, college student loans, whatever's on your mind today. Give us a call, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. So let's just start off with the, uh, the big news yesterday. You know, the markets opened up positive yesterday, only to uh, get a little rocky in the afternoon, I would say, and close down pretty hard based off of the comments from uh, Fed Chair uh, Drone Powell basically saying, you know, look, you know, we, we are not out of the woods yet. Uh, some of his uh, e- exact words were restoring price stability will likely require maintaining a restrictive policy stance for some yesterday. time to come. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and the historical record cautions strongly against prematurely loosening policy. So basically he's saying the same thing he's been saying 
in July, in the second week of August, we saw the July print for inflation, and it came down from 9.06 down to 8.52. And the market started celebrating that. The market started um, you know, pushing upwards, right? The market started getting buyers coming back in thinking, okay, this is a trend. This, you know, has inflation peaked because once we start to see the trend of inflation coming down, like I've been saying all along, once we start to see inflation break and it start coming down, the markets are going to celebrate that because they know at some point the Fed's going to stop its, its tightening cycle, right? So then all of a sudden you've got all these people on TV and there's just all different places and some of them are going, you know, hey, we're still going to get raises. We're still going to see this Fed tighten. And other people are out there saying, well, you know what, this could be a, a pivot point, you know. And, and hold on a second. One month's data point does not make a trend. Mm. Let's see what August inflation is, September inflation, October inflation. I've been telling everybody all along since the beginning of the year when all this inflation started hitting, it's going to the, the, the true trend line of where we're going to be is going to come in the fourth quarter of this year. We, we will hopefully, once we get to the fourth quarter this year, October, November time frame, we'll be able to look back in our rearview mirror and go, yes, we saw a peak at such and such a point, and today it's lower, and it's trending downward, okay? That's when the markets are going to celebrate uh, uh, some type of a, a, of a recovery. Now what we have here is the Fed chair basically just came out and said, listen, you know, nothing's changed from our perspective, okay? Don't let the mar- – the, the market's got a little ahead of themselves the last few weeks, and that is normal. We live in a market of extremes. This is what people do not understand. Our market, Chris, is a market of extremes, extreme highs, extreme lows. And intra-year volatility is normal where we have, uh, on an average, 64 times a year. The market will move 1% in a day, either up or down. That's the average, okay? And we are on pace for that average this year, okay? So, so it, it's normal when, when you look at this. But when you step back and say, okay, listen, I just want to get the average return over time in the markets. Well, guess what? You have to be in the market. You know, the, 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 that's exactly right. We're in a market of extremes. We always have been in a market of extremes. You can see a particular year, you know, where, where the market will do 26%, but at some point it was negative 17% in that year. I'm talking about 1980, okay? Oh, yeah. and, and, and just pick any year after that. So when you, when you look at the market, we have high extremes and we have low extremes. In order to get the average, which is a little under 10% long term, you've got to remain in the market. The average investor ends up around 3%. And, and the reason why is because of the in and out movements all the time. When the markets are down like this, your biggest days of market performance are bouncing off the bottom. Mm-hmm. Those five or six days in, in that three or four week period of time, that's when you get your huge returns. And that's why you've got to remain patient in this. This is a patient type of a time in the market, okay? Um, you know, and, and, and the, the Fed is going to continue to raise until they stop, until they get comfortable with with inflation being broken, okay? 
and we've, we're getting a completely mixed bag of economic news. Mm -hmm. It's completely mixed, okay? The, 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 the data's mixed up. You know, you take a look at the, the, the August readings of, of uh, Purchasing Managers Index. It dropped again from 47.7 down to 45. That doesn't sound like a big drop, but anything below 50 shows contraction, okay? We also saw sales of new homes continue to fall in July. Dropping from dropping 12.6 percent from oh, yeah. June, so we're starting to see sales of new homes start to drop down. The purchase of a home, uh, uh, the building of a new home, the purchase of homes is the largest economic uh, multiplier that we have in the economy. Think about everything that goes into it: labor, insurance, building materials, carpeting, paint, the whole nine yards, right? You know, so 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 as we start to see that slow down, and we and we will continue to see that a little bit. It's going to bring down, you know, it's going to slow the pace of things. And that's what the market's really looking at is to see when are we going to get this confirmed trend line, I would call it, a confirmed trend line of inflation coming down. So, you know what, in a couple of weeks, the second week in September, which is right around the corner, we're going to get the numbers for August inflation. And and it'll be interesting to see how that really plays out, you know, the his favorite measure of inflation, Chris, is is personal uh, core and expenditures (PCE), mm -hmm. and it eased uh, to four point six percent in in uh, from July. Uh, I mean, from from June it was at four point eight, and then it went to four point six in July. I mean, remember the numbers in the months, yeah. And so they're talking about it may have already peaked in February. That's the Fed's number one measurement of inflation pressures personal consumption and expenditures. That's what you get to put in your pocket and go buy stuff with, right? And so that's, that is trending down. The headline inflation uh, has, has been the one that's been a little bit higher and stubborn. So we will see this, okay? This will happen. As sooner or later, the, the inflation will break. Prices will come down. Now, the question is, what does that look like? Does it? Do we wake up one day? Do we wake up next Wednesday morning and and it's all clear? No, so. not at all, not at all. Have you heard the term a mile long and an inch deep? Mm -hmm. You know, so so how long of a time frame? How many months on the calendar are we going to see this sort of stagnant, this pause, this gray area, this cloudiness over the markets and the economy? We've got positive. We've got a bunch of positive news on the economy on one hand, and a bunch of negative news on the economy on the other hand. And the Fed's sitting right in the middle, trying to balance this. Is there the Fed, just a question on that with with regards to that? Aren't they really kind of having to balance it because of the fact that if they tip it too far, they might dip into a recession uh, because of yes. all this tightening? So, so you know, some are saying we're already in a recession. Some saying we're getting ready to go into one, but. Even if we're in one or we go into one, it's most likely going to be short-lived and very shallow in scope, okay? Mm -hmm. so this isn't going to be a 2008 financial crisis recession or anything like that at this particular point. But the question remains this, when do we get the all-clear, right? When do we get the all-clear? We're going to get the all-clear when the Fed pivots. You're starting to hear these conversations. Oh, there's going to be a Fed pivot in September. No, there's not, okay? <laughs> a Fed pivot means this. It means basically... The Fed is going to change its stance. Right now, the Fed is in an interest rate rising cycle. They're raising interest rates. We get a Fed pivot. They might step up on the, to the microphone one day and say, 
we're going to pause now. We're not going to raise anymore. We're going to pause and see how the next couple of months play out. That's a Fed pivot. Once we get to that particular point, the markets are going to celebrate that, just like I talked about in, in the past, okay? So, so this is about continuing bumping through this volatile period of time. And watch, if we get a nice inflation number, meaning it drops below 8.52 for August, which is what the July reading was, and we'll know in a couple of weeks here, the second week in September, you know, the markets, again, will celebrate that a little bit, you know, and, and then it's going to put the Fed on notice to say, well, you know, maybe we don't raise 75 basis points, maybe it's 50, maybe it's 100 basis points, it all depends, they're going to be data dependent. So when the Fed talks about this, the Fed just reminded the markets yesterday, basically, look, we're still tightening, okay? We're not out of the woods yet. The Fed wants to bring down inflation, and they don't want to break the economy and drive unemployment way up 5 6 7%. So they're trying to do this very slowly and, 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 and paced, I would say, is what, is what they're really trying to do. So that's the bottom line right here. Stay diversified, stay in. As a matter of fact, you take a look at some of the the best best people out there, Benjamin Graham, Bernard Barak, Warren Buffett, John Bogle, you know, John Bogle, uh, mutual fund industry pioneer, right? And one of his famous quotes was, stay the course. Changing your strategy at the wrong time can be the single most devastating mistake you can make as an investor, mm-hmm. right? Investing I, I, investing is almost like watching paint dry or watching grass grow. I, if you want excitement, take some money and go to Las Vegas, right? That's, <laughs> that's from Paul Sanderson, right? That's, that's, that's the deal on investing. Buy quality, hold it until that quality goes away or your objectives change. You know, uh, Bernard Barak, uh, he's, he's famous for saying, don't try to buy at the bottom and sell at the top. <laughs> it can only be done by people that, well, don't necessarily tell the truth all the time, okay? Because <laughs> that's the way the numbers play out. I see these I like numbers, and, and I get it. So so stay stay the course with everything there. We will push through this period of time. So, hey, we're going to let's open up the phone lines here. It's about 15 after. Let's give us a call here today with any of your financial planning or investment questions. How's your 401K plan doing? Do you have insurance questions? What's going on with your mortgage? Will rates come back down, and will you be able to refi again? Remember, you're married to the house. You're just dating your mortgage mortgage interest rate from time to time. So let's let's take a look at all these things, what's going on. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. You can go over the edge with Helping Haitian Angels. Register now to be a part of Over the Edge on Saturday, August 27th at the Hyatt Regency Tyson's Corner Center in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. If you tend to be more active, register to repel 14 stories down the side of the Hyatt Regency Tyson's Corner Center, just like Making Money Sense host Larry Rosenthal. If you lean more toward the couch potato type like, well, me... You can donate to Larry's fundraising effort to raise funds to help solve Haiti's child abandonment crisis by providing family-style loving care and equip a new generation of future leaders. 
For more information about the Over the Edge event on Saturday, August 27th at the Hyatt Regency Tyson's Corner Center in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, go to helpinghaitianangels.org. That's helpinghaitianangels.org. Them on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to The Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. To talk to Larry here in studio, at least for a little while, and then he's like loosening up and doing some stretches and Getting ready to hop off a building with the rope. Today hopefully. is the day, Chris. Oh, That's my for sure. goodness. So, so thank you and Bob for all your support and donations. And thank everybody who, who donated. You know, if you wanted to, the donation line is still open today. You can go to helpinghaitianangels.org and you can click on Donate to a Repeller and see us all there. And you can just donate, you know, to, to help the kids out. So it's going to be a lot of fun and they will be live streaming it uh, on oh, nice. Facebook on Helping Haitian Angels org facebook page this afternoon see me uh dangling around around one o'clock or so <laughs> no screaming or anything i hear you're just you're a brave man it's going to be real simple you're heavy breathing chris yep rock solid going down that <laughs> there you go there you go. exactly exactly <laughs> so fun. it'll be a lot of fun for for a very very good cause yeah, too this, this is definitely true so you know in ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10 it says whoever loves money never has enough whoever loves wealth will never be satisfied with their income this too is meaningless says solomon you know and and, um, uh, you know, think about all that, what we're fixing out there. And the bottom here is make sure that your financial plan is properly structured for your needs today as well as down the road and around the corner. Remember, three phases of planning, accumulation, distribution, and then legacy side of it all. And, you know, if you go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, there's a video there right on the front page that demonstrates how a financial plan is produced, how it looks, that's what you need to be in competition with. In times when the market's really, really high at its peaks or in time when the market's in a bear market position the way it is these days, take a look at your financial plan. If your numbers still look good, then that means you're staying the course. You should stay the course, basically, on your, in your financial plan. So make sure that you're working from a, a properly structured financial plan to cover all the types of, of uh, you know, whatever your goals may be, not only today but, but down the road. Uh, in, in, and into the future as far as all that goes. So um, it's a ring, 855-123. I wanted to talk a little bit about stock splits today. Tesla split its stock the other day. So what does this mean, right? What do stock splits mean? Does it mean anything if you don't have any Tesla stock? I mean, you know. Well, this is true, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it, when, when you get like a two-for-one stock split, let's suppose you have 100 shares of, of something that's worth five, $10 a share, and just to be very simple, and then they do a two-for-one stock split. Now you're going to have 200 shares worth $5 a share. There's no economic benefit to you owning the stock pre-stock split. Now, history has shown from time to time, not always, but from time to time, post-stock split, after a stock split occurs, it enables the prices to come down and sort of ushers in a new a new generation, a new new group of buyers, if you will, because they, they can obtain yeah, yeah they can obtain more shares. Now, for those that that owned it prior, it dilutes a little bit, 
But, you know, as those shares push back up, you know, that, that's the game over time. So, so that's, the, that's the main uh, advantage there of, of, a, of a stock split, you know, things of that nature as far as that goes, you know. And, and I wanted to talk today uh, about where we are with, with the markets, the economy, and I want to talk about passive investing versus active investing. You know, what, what does this market look like that we're going in, right? Where are we now? What does it look like once we get the, the inflation broken? Once inflation comes down and the Fed pivots, what kind of economy are we going to be in? Is it going to be an economy where just the markets just soar to the roof again? Or is it going to be more of a stock pickers type of a market? Or is it going to be more of a sector allocation? You know, remember your asset class selection long term makes up for 92.5% of your portfolio's performance long term. What, cla- what sectors and what asset classes do we need to be in, right? Do we need to be loaded up on small cap stocks or large cap stocks? Do we need to be in, in utility sectors or financials or, or technology? Where do we need to be not only today to weather the volatility, but once we come out of this, right? What sectors need to be, what sectors should we be in? These are the big questions. There's a lot of ETFs out there these days. More and more ETFs are being produced all the time, and and you're you're hearing words like factor-based investing. You're hearing words like smart beta uh, ETFs. You're you're hearing words like almost actively managed ETFs. It used to be by an S and P 500 indexed ETF, and it was like you know it would be something called market cap weighted where the largest companies by by market capitalization which is the number of outstanding shares times the price that's the largest company that would get, get the largest percentage in that index and it would go all the way down to the number 500th stock and or company and and now you're starting to see different factors come into these things like you might buy an S&P 500 fund that has all 500 stocks in it or you might and 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 it's market cap weighted, so the largest stocks have the largest position. You might buy another S and P five hundred fund that is equally cap or or equal weighted. In other words, all the all the stocks in the S and P five hundred have the same percentage of share. You might buy another S and P five hundred uh, ETF fund that that overweights your dividend stocks. It might over you know a a that pays a, a 4% dividend versus a stock that pays a 1% dividend. You might buy another S&P 500 fund that, that overweights um, uh, positive cash flow or earnings yields or different things. So there's lots of different what we call factors now going into the design and the makeup of these ETFs. One ETF in the S&P 500 is not like other ones anymore. And we see this all the time with clients, you know, with new, new, new prospective clients coming in. They say, hey, Larry, take a look at our stuff. What do we have? You know, we, we get calls all the time. Our advisors will do an analysis on your holdings and stuff, and we'll see that, that you know, you're, you're going, well, well, this thing doesn't act at all like the S&P 500 that I see on TV on the business channels. And we're going, yeah, it says it's an S&P 500 ETF, but it's a factor-based one. It focuses more on the value side of the stocks versus a blend between value and growth. So you're not really buying exactly what you thought. My point of this is 
make sure you know what you own. There's nothing wrong with these, but they will act differently, and they will act differently in different markets, okay? Let's suppose you wanted to have one that's sector-weighted. In other words, equally sector-weighted. Now it's going to take the 11 different sectors of the S&P 500 and equally weight them, okay? Whereas the traditional S&P 500 ETF, it may have an overweight to technology because some of the biggest stocks, the biggest companies are tech companies. And if technology soaring, that one could do better than the other. On the other side, if technology is not soaring, the other one could do better. So, so you have to really understand the, perform, the, the makeup of these ETFs. And we see people all the time, they come in and say, hey, what is this stuff that we have? And we start explaining it, and they're going, yeah, I never knew that. I, I didn't understand how it works. So, so Beware of the bad. name, right? Pardon me? Beware of the name because that isn't always Yeah, never buy get. a fund or ETF based off of its name. You want to look into the makeup. You know, what are the parameters? What are the, what, what are the abilities of it to, to, to do that and stuff? So, hey, next week on our, on our website, LarryRosenthal.com, next week we're going to have up there our September uh, webinars to register for. Sweet. Uh, if you'd like to get a, get a head start on that, you can go just shoot us off an email right now today. Go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com or RosenthalWealthManagement.com. Shoot us off an email. Be more than happy to uh, get you on that list. But we're going to be having our, our September, October, November uh, webinar series coming out. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot. We've got a lot of good information that we're going to be uh, discussing. Uh, we're going to be talking about in September, we're actually going to be talking about the 11 different ways that you can title accounts, that you can title assets, your house, your cars, your investments, all different things in birth the tax impact with all of that, as well as we're going to be going over the new Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, Stay tuned for that, Uh, and we'll be talking about the student loan forgiveness programs as well. Uh, So so, uh, go check it out on our website, RosenthalWealthManagement.com. And uh, sign us up. Uh, sign up for our, our newsletter, and we'll get you on that on that distribution list. Next week, we'll have the signups ready for the the webinars in in uh, later that month in September. So uh, go ahead and check it all out right there. We're going to take a quick break. Let's keep those phone lines. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three three. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more making money sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another money minute with larry rosenthal so many different ways to invest money lump sum deposits buy and hold market timing how about dollar cost averaging put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval whether it's monthly quarterly annually whatever it may be this gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares you want to keep buying more and more shares over On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. There are still countries that give little or no 
systems to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's the cfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. To thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Started with your financial plan today at LarryRosenthal.com or call right now for the financial planning toolkit, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. It is indeed, and welcome, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123, to talk to Larry Rosenthal. Larry? So just like in, in the factor-based investing in the ETFs we were just talking about, Chris, mutual funds also kind of back in to the investment objective based off of the client's needs. In other words, if, if, if the investor says, hey, you know what, I want to get in a mutual fund that provides me with um, uh, current income, you know, you can look at, at, at a bond mutual fund or you can look at an equity income mutual fund. And, and let's talk a little bit about an equity income mutual fund because a lot of people aren't familiar with these. These are mutual funds that you're going to get your income from the equities inside of it. So they're really more of a higher dividend paying type of a mutual fund, okay, a higher dividend paying where, where the, the average S, the average uh, dividend in the S&P 500 is about 2.1%, right, call it 2%. Whereas these equity income funds, some of them may have a higher, little, higher than the average uh, dividend uh, source from, from your higher dividend like uh, value companies, telecom, energy, different places like that. So you might be getting a higher yield, maybe 3 4%, maybe 5 in some cases. So the income is derived off of the equities inside of it, whereas a balanced mutual fund has a common stocks and bonds inside of it. So you could have a balanced mutual fund that is designed to have more growth, or you could have a balanced mutual fund that is designed to deliver more income. So there you have a, a fund that's called a balanced fund, but it's looking at two different types of objectives. My point is we have to get out, read the prospectus, call the fund company in some cases, and find out exactly what they try to do with that investment and take a look at it in the past history of how it acts in different market times and whether or not that type of fund is to your, is to your liking or your needs. You know, Obviously, past performance is no indication of future results, but at the same time, it gives you an opportunity to go back at different times in the marketplace and see how that particular fund uh, performed and, and things like that. Let's welcome Pierre on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Pierre. How are you today? Good morning, Larry. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help you, sir? Yes. 
a question about uh, U.S. saving bonds that uh, I bought some uh, 30 years ago. They reached their maturity date. I believe uh, they will not long. They will no longer uh, earn interest on them, right? If they're mature, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. When if when I cash them out, how will I pay tax on them? Am I going to receive uh, a form from IRA, or, or how I'm going to pay tax on them? Yeah, you you will pay an ordinary income tax. You won't pay capital gains, okay? Uh, and they will send you the form. Yeah, you can go right online to do this, or you can go to your banks and do it. Okay, okay, okay. And and uh, another question that I have, uh, you talked a little bit about uh, IRA last week, and uh, my wife and I, uh, we earn. Our income is over two hundred thousand dollars, and uh, I wonder. You, you said something about uh, IRA last week. I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh, we we are not able to contribute for, to uh, IRA or, or or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly. What yeah. You said. So we were talking about the the new legislation in the uh, Inflation Reduction Act uh, that they just put through. They were going to take the backdoor Roth capability away, but they did not. They left it in. And what that means, Pierre, is in someone in your situation whose income is is over the income limits, so it excludes you to contribute to a Roth IRA. So what you need to do is what's called a backdoor strategy where you you contribute to your regular IRA and then you convert that contribution. So it's a two-step process, but you can do that. I can send you out information on that, and this way it enables you to start sticking away tax-free uh, money that can come out tax-free for yourself down the road. Uh, okay. So if, if you like, I'll be happy to do that. I'll put you on hold here, Pierre, and Bob will get your contact information. We'll have one of our advisors reach out to you next week and set up a time when they can send you out the information and give and, and show you how it all works, okay? All right. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. I'll put you on hold. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, that, that, is, that is such an important thing to, to understand the, the tax allocations of dollars, of, of when you're investing money, and, and, and then uh, what's the tax impact when you put something into an investment? What's the tax impact while the money is inside that investment? And then what's the tax impact when you withdraw that money from that particular investment? And so it's really important to take a look at tax allocation strategies. And this is what he's talking about there is, hey, how can I get more money on the tax-free side of my distribution uh, in retirement years? And, and you know, uh, coming up September 14th, when we go ahead and do our webinar, we're going to be discussing that. That's one of the 11 ways that you can actually put money away and get some tax-free income for yourself down the road. So go check it out, RosenthalWealthManagement.com. Shoot us off an email. We'll get you on the distribution list right away. And then uh, watch for uh, some emails coming out. And then uh, next week, our, our registration will be up there. So you can just go check out the website and register uh, for yourself as far as that goes. But, yeah, getting back to making sure that your investment objective desires are matched up appropriately with the correct investment, be it an ETF, an individual stock, or a mutual fund. Mutual funds are the easiest way to match up your investment objective instead of an ETF or instead of 
a, a uh, individual stock or something like that because mutual funds will give you the theme of what the what the fund is 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 all about you know for example if you wanted to say you know what I wanted to have a a global fund versus international fund what's the difference a global fund will invest in the US whereas an international fund will not invest in the US hence the term international versus global right so a lot of times people think, okay, well, I want to get some international money and blah, 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 and I'll buy this global mutual fund. And then they look under the hood and they find out that 89% of the money is invested in the U.S. And it might be invested in the S&P 500. And so now they've got overlap with their other S&P 500 mutual fund. You need right? a mechanic to look at that engine. That's what you need. You do need a mechanic to look at the diagnostics of the engine. That's for sure, Chris. And that's my point is, is we see so many – uh, investments from people that are not correlated. They're, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, that are correlated. They're too correlated. They're not negatively correlated. In other words, they're not properly diversified. You know, when you buy a, a, an investment, when you put an investment in a different place, let's suppose you, you, you invest all your money in the S&P 500 and then you invest 10% of it in utility sector. Just by buying, just by putting money into another sector, it gives you risk reduction automatically, okay? And so that's the, that's the, the, the secret. That's the formula is, is, is okay, we want to be in the different sectors. We want to be diversified. But which sectors aren't doing well? Which sectors are the ones that are going to lead? Those are the ones you want to slot, you know, buy away from or actually expose yourself to in some cases. So, so you know, you, the, again, getting back to what is your design, what is your desire, a mutual fund uh, uh, gives you that ability to match up your objective with what's inside that fund. Uh, an ETF will do the same. Um, but remember, you have to look at how it's designed, both the mutual fund and the ETF from, from you know, what's under the hood, just like what Chris was talking mm -hmm. about, versus individual stocks, too. You know, I was speaking with somebody this past week, and we, we got into a discussion similar to this. And he said, you know, well, would it just be best if we just bought individual stocks in these different areas? He, he has, you know. He's got to have some knowledge to do that, right? He's got to do some research. Well, yeah, I mean, we can handle that. We do that for clients. Mm -hmm. But he didn't have enough money to get us diversified the way we looked at it when we started really drilling down into it. You've got to have a good amount of money in order to make sure you're covering not only stocks in different sectors, but think about it. If you wanted to buy individual stocks, and let's suppose you wanted to get into uh, telecom space, right? You know, how many stocks are there? Well, maybe there's four that you can name off the top of your head, but there's probably really 27. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you're going to align all these different ones with 27 different holdings. And now you're going to go to the technology space. Okay, well, how many stocks are you going to get in technology? And are you going to get, you know, pure tech, big box tech, growth tech, you know, risky tech, all that kind of stuff, whereas a fund or an ETF might be able to do that a little bit more efficiently for you depending on the amount of dollars that you have, the resources that you want to put into it. Because one of the last things you want to do is, is walk away with 415 different stocks inside your investment, right? That sometimes is is a little bit of a challenge watching everything, staying on top of all the reports and earnings calls and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it can be done if that's what somebody's desire is is uh, really really to do. So just make sure that you understand what your 
investment objective is and make sure it aligns with the proper investment. I'm saying all this today because the markets are volatile. They've been volatile. And we see people calling and coming in and sending us statements and saying, hey, what is this that we're in? You know, uh, and we're like, well, this is what it's doing. And they're going, well, I had no idea that this is what my investment was in. And you were what, what's what's uh, what, what you own. That's for sure. Let's welcome D on the line from Kentucky. Good morning, D. How are you today? Well, oh, D, you still there? Well, I'll put her back on hold and maybe we can get her back on. Yep. D, are you there? Are you with us, D? I'll put it back on hold. Yep. I don't know what happened there. Anyway, looks like she had a question on TSP from what uh, uh, what it looked like, uh, which is the government thrift savings plan. Uh, so we'll we'll see if she calls back in. Uh, but it was a it looked like it was a tax question that that she had uh, mm-hmm. a, a, had asked. You know, that could go anywhere. But as far as that <laughs> yeah, goes, could. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so we'll see if she, she she gives us a call back. But you know, it, again, and I want I don't want to beat a dead horse. At the same time, we want to make sure that your investment goals are aligned properly with the investment that you're that you're taking. So, um, hey, let's keep those phone lines open. Let's give us a ring today at eight five five Rose one two three eight five five seven six seven three one two three with any of your financial planning or investment questions. Also, check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv. You can watch us live stream the show on YouTube. Get to see Bob and Chris's smiling faces right there. Give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. You listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Barry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your CNBC and the Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. It's a phone number to call. That's 855 855- Rose one two three back to Larry uh, who is about ready <laughs> again to take a, a a leap with a rope off a building coming up here in just a couple of hours right Larry it's true yep you can go to Helping Haitian Angel Org and look at their Facebook page and um, they'll be live streaming they're live streaming it right now people are repelling right now oh wow I got to do some work and then I get to go repel so. <laughs> okay so. should be fun though. 
for a good cause, for a great cause. Yeah, unless you're going to let me get off early here off the air, right? Maybe I could go now, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's up to you. Goodbye. Oh, wait a Bob minute. Says what are we no, going to do? <laughs> not at all, yeah, not at all. But, hey, to. again, thank you to everyone who's, who's donated out there. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you know, your support and, and, and everything as far as all that goes. So, um uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about the, the making sure that your investments are aligned properly and, and things of that nature. And, you know, all this is aimed at, at some point, right? What are we investing for? Are we getting out of our investments the value we want out of life? What are we doing? What, what is the roadmap? What is, what is happening with all of this? What does our finish line look like? How do we know if we can retire? How do we know if we've saved enough for college? How do we know if we've we can retire and maintain our current lifestyle. How do we know what it looks like at the beneficiary table when we're up in heaven and we no longer need these funds or these assets that we have? What are the beneficiaries going to be going through? What is all of this? What does it really look like? You know, the, 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 the time that, that at times when that happens, the last thing you want to have is confusion and chaos uh, at the beneficiary table. Make sure your estate planning is in proper working order, right? Your will, your trust. Do I need a trust? Mm. Do you view your beneficiary forms annually? You know, what does it look like uh, with, with the beneficiary forms? Do, do we divide everything equally, even? What's the tax scenario when, when assets come out of your name and into the next generation's name? What about charitable giving? Is there a way to do charitable giving programs that not only enhance your family's inheritance, but also charities as well? So there's a lot of different things to be considered when you're looking at, at legacy or estate planning and stuff like that. Let's go ahead and welcome Tony on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Tony. How are you today? Good morning. Hello, Larry. Thank you for taking my call. First, I wanted to thank you guys. You did an excellent job. I've been listening to you for years. But I had a question. I often hear you talk about dollar cost averaging out during the distribution phase. Yes. And so me and my wife are approaching the distribution phase. And if you can elaborate on that, I've never heard that concept of how that is applied, um, especially how it would be applied to a CSP account. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, well, thank you for your comments, Tony. I appreciate you listening as well over the years. So dollar cost, let, let me just break it back down for, for people that aren't familiar with it. Dollar cost averaging is a term that's used to make investments. In other words, you put the same amount of money each month or each pay period, whatever it may be, whatever interval you're doing it, into the same investments regardless of the price of that investment. So over time, as that investment goes up and down each month and you're con continuing to tr contribute, sometimes you buy less shares because the price is up. Sometimes you buy more shares because that month the price is down. So you end up dollar cost average. You end up getting the average price of the investment over the long term, right? Okay. Now, how do you pull money out during retirement years? You simply dollar cost average right back out. Let's suppose you need to, I'll just do some simple math, Tony. Let's suppose you need to supplement your retirement income $1,000 a month. You just simply pull $1,000 a month out regardless of the price of that investment that month. And over time, you're going to get the average price of your distribution during your distribution phase in retirement. Does that make sense? Now, here's the catch, okay? Here's the catch. You said specifically... How does it apply to the TSP? 
The TSP has five funds, the CGFS and I funds, and a combination of those funds in the life cycle, in the L series, right? The L cycle funds. To right. dollar cost some out. Type of restrictions on how that the money is distributed. There are, but but more importantly, you have to really take a look at the engine that's going to drive your rate of return, your performance over the time. And dollar cost average out in retirement, you would probably want to have more of a balanced fund, a fund that is designed to do a systematic withdrawal, like I just described. A systematic withdrawal is you take the same amount of money out each month. And then the dividends and the capital gains get reinvested back in to replace the share you are actually liquidated to see that $1,000 a month in that example. So the TSP is a good vehicle for accumulation. It's a good vehicle for growing your assets. You, you got the small cap index, international. You got the S&P 500. That's all you have on the equity side. On the bond side, you have the, the uh, F fund, okay? With interest rates rising, that's not doing well right now, as you've probably noticed. And then you have the, the G fund, which is just going to give you interest deposits. I mean, it, it averages less than 2% over 10 years or something like that. So the TSP is really not designed to give you this income distribution stream the way other mutual funds uh, or ETFs would outside of the TSP. So once you get down the road to retirement, take a look and compare both of them. Take a look at what's designed to do the dollar cost averaging out in the industry and compare it against TSP. And if you want, I'll be happy to send you out information and, 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 and show you how to start that comparison because, you know, you want to be able to, to, to distribute the assets in the most profitable way for yourself, not only today but all the way down the road when you're 70, 80, 90 years old in your retirement years. Um, and doing it from a, a specific index just like that. Possibly even through the RMD phase, right? Yes, exactly. Because once once you get to 72 now with the new rule, you've got to start taking the RMDs as well. And my point is this, is that is that while you're working there, it's a great accumulation vehicle. But when you when you retire there, it's not such a superior income distribution vehicle. Uh, plus, you don't have the options of, of lots of different uh, investment sector. You know, what, what happens if you want to open financials for whatever reason? Okay, we wake up in the morning and the newspaper says, hey, for the next three years, financials look great. You don't have that option in the TSP. You don't have that option in a lot of retirement plans. Okay, a lot of these plans are just very vanilla and basic. And so, so you really have to, to, take, to take a good look at it because what you ultimately don't want to do is retire twice. You want to retire once and make sure the income works for you as far as that goes. So that's kind of the, 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 the way it works, just dollar cost averaging in. It's just the reverse, that's all. But on the reverse, you want to make sure that your, your plan has the, abil has the best abilities for income distribution. That's why I would suggest taking a look at the side. If you want, Tony, I'll be happy to put you on hold and, and uh, have Bob get your contact information, and we'll have one of our advisors give you a ring and, and show you how to compare it and start your education down that road if you like. Perfect, sure. All right, well, I appreciate the phone call. Let me put you on hold here. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123 with any of your financial planning, estate planning, income distribution questions, whatever's on your mind today. Give us a ring. We've got a few minutes left in the, in the program. You can also follow us on, on Facebook. 
on, on our website. Go check it out, RosenthalWealthManagement.com or LarryRosenthal.com. Follow us and subscribe to our YouTube channel, LarryRosenthal.tv. We put the shows up there, past shows. They get up there uh, pretty much weekly um, after they get scrubbed a little bit for uh, uh, for full pause. <laughs> yep, there you go. We there never make go. any exactly, mistakes. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, so you can go watch uh, past shows as well. And, uh, you know, next week we'll have our registration link open on our website for our upcoming webinar in September. And we're going to be rolling out a whole bunch of classes. We usually take the summer months off of that. You don't want to be on a webinar, right? You want to be at your barbecue, right, or whatever you're doing. Same here. But we're going to crank it up again in September and try and deliver some proper education to everybody uh, on on these webinars and uh, you know people it's it's a lot of fun there there are a lot of fun people come uh, on these things from from all over the country and and they're just a lot of fun to to do for people we we enjoy uh, delivering the education and, and helping people out as far as all that goes so uh, give us a ring eight five five rose one two three you know we were talking about uh, that's just such a great question that Tony had uh, on on income delivery during retirement years you know there's 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 several different ways that you can start harvesting income from your investments uh, without selling off shares. You can take bond interest. You can do um, uh, dividends, right? Dividends. Are dividends. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't think of the word dividends. And there's there's dividends when you get into the dividend conversation. There's as we mentioned earlier. There's dividends from the S and P level, about two percent roughly, and then there's dividends in some places that some stocks are paying eight, ten percent dividend rates. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and specifically designed to pass through massive amounts of income there. So, so whatever your investment, you know, and that all ties back to what we talked about at the top of the show too, Chris. It all ties back to what your investment objectives are. It's very important right? to sit down and figure out, you know, what do we want to try to do? What is our goal? What's our objective? What's our risk appetite for all of this stuff as well? You know, and, and there are investments out there that will align with your objectives. It's just a matter of understanding um, what your objectives are and then researching. And a lot of people don't, uh, you know, sometimes it's best maybe pay an advisor for an hour. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do it yourself, pay an advisor for an hour, get his or her opinion and research capabilities, and you'll probably learn a lot. You but know, you not do a little that bias work. on that, but, yeah. you know. When you, when you do all that work, I mean, you've gone through all these years of investing. You don't want to lose all your investments. You want to kind of leave some of that for your legacy planning, too, so that some of your, your funds go to your kids and grandkids. You don't want to lose all of it, and there's ways to do it, like you're saying. Well, that's true, and that's personal choice. You know, some people say, you know, the, the, the kids are going to get what they get. We're going to make sure that our lifestyle is what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And there are other people that, that say, you know what, no, we're saving all this for the kids and the grandkids. And it's funny, too, as, as time goes on, working with clients that are in their 40s and turn into their 60s and then they turn into their 80s, how their desire for inheritance changes. You know, the way they, they line things up in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, a lot of times is a little different than the way they start lining things up in their 70s and their 80s and even in their 90s. Yeah. They start taking a, 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 you know, a different approach with it and, and stuff like that. So... So lots of information out there on all of that. And just make sure, you know, if I hadn't mentioned it earlier today, just make sure that you're at least reviewing your beneficiary forms on an annual basis. So, uh, hey, well, listen, we've got some music in my ears. That means we just got a few moments left in the show. 
Appreciate everybody listening and watching on LarryRosenthal.tv, live stream on, on uh, YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe and then follow us there. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. Uh, we'll be back next Saturday with Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Until then, God bless. We'll talk to you then. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.